I have a lot of pressure not to mess this one up. Ready? What's up? God, see, now you're laughing. That was you. That was not me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Planning Desk Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Burmeister, joined by my co-host, Tony Steak, Mr. Purple. How you doing today, man? Good, man. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this today. I'm super excited. Why don't we get this out of the way first? Why another FinTech podcast? And let's give the listeners a little bit of a taste of what season one has in store. Sure. So that's a great question because, you know, with this pandemic, we've seen a, a significant surge yes. in podcasts. So, um, but... You know, this our goal is to be different here. You know, we're well connected in the media and and, and in the industry, and we thought we'd do something a little different, a little bit of everything, a little bit of uh, advisor practice management, a little bit of uh, technology reviews. We're gonna have guests on, uh, and it's really gonna give you kind of a, I would I would call it almost like a in real time assessment of the industry, maybe where technology is going, where events are going. Um, just what people are doing and working on. So it'd definitely be a different taste, right? And, mm -hmm. and there are some very respectable podcasts out there that we we listen to on a weekly basis, yes. and hopefully we can fit in that. But yeah, that that's the spirit. That's the goal of the planning desk is just to take on a different perspective and provide a little bit more actual items for these advisors as they navigate the complexities of this industry. Yeah, and, absolutely, and also just emerging from the pandemic and how I think things are going to start to either, I think, change back, but just there will still be a lot of change in the industry that, that people are going to have to navigate through. So excited to kind of, again, deliver a little bit of our take on that in real time, like you said, uh, with some really good guest, guest insights, really good tech showcases. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. I'll, I was admittedly a little skeptical when you approached, this, uh, approached me about this, as I often am with your ideas, but <laughs> I've, I've really warmed up to this. So um so yeah, lots to come. So well documented, it is. It was my idea. Yes. Um, maybe Guthrie was. Maybe yeah. it was your idea, Guthrie. But regardless, we're excited. We're excited to do this. Uh, we have some really awesome guests lined up, and you know, being one of the you know essentially the inaugural episode, um, you know, I think the topics we're going to cover today are really exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, for different reasons, and for advisors, I think these are very, very topical, timely. Um, obviously, you know, what's happened in the market as of late with GameStop and AMC and Reddit, we're going to cover that a little bit and how an advisor manages a client through that. Yep. Um, and then we're going to dive into, um, an exciting topic around conferences. Yes. Very conferences. exciting. In person, maybe even hugging or shaking hands. Pounding, maybe elbow the, bumping. The elbow bump thing. So super excited about that. So we're going to give our perspective on that, you know. And then hopefully throughout the podcast and even in this this season, you'll kind of learn more about you and myself. Yep. And you know, we do have a episode that might go live, you know, sometime in the future around more of that rough cut with the intros. But if not, you'll learn more about us and our perspective and why this is valuable. But yeah, super excited. So when we get back from the break, we'll, we'll dive right into this whole GameStop thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of quiz you, drill you on how do advisors manage clients through this? Yep. How do they facilitate? that desire while still controlling, um, just controlling that client through this process. So yeah. when we get back, we're going to talk GameStop and all things Reddit craziness here on the Planning Desk podcast. Let's do all it. Right, let's do it. Actually going to check my portfolio before we start. All right, GameStop, GameStop, GameStop. When you think about, wow, what happened over the last few weeks 
mm-hmm. um, with Wall Street bets, Reddit, all of these crazy meme stocks, and and recently this con- congressional hearing. Yeah. Like, oh, just absolutely bizarre. And um, I think the funniest part about this whole thing was the amount of text messages that I got oh, personally yeah. on. Are you in on this? Mm-hmm. Are you doing? Are you? You know, what's your position? And, and I, I was. You Almost know, assuming brother. that we're in it, like, right? <laughs> no, like, 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 hey, are you, I, I, you know, hey, are you in on this how too? How much money did you lose? Like, like uh, my brother-in-law, you know, invested in the wrong AMC. So that, <laughs> like, but anyways, so, you know, that's Acme, right? There's a, so that's a good, I think what's really important here, you know, as trying to appeal to the advisors and really this investor uh, side of the industry, how do you manage that? How do you? As an advisor, how do you manage the the constant chatter of this stuff? Because this is only going to increase, right? That uh, everyone suggests that that GameStop was just the beginning yeah. of what we're going to see as being a much more wild and provocative stock market yes. for investors, right? And, a lot and, of fad investing, right? So, so with that being said, as an advisor, put on your advisor hat. Sure. How do you manage that? Well, I think taking a step back is, is probably a good place to start because I think from the outset of a relationship with a client, I think it's important to, to really outline the, the, the rules of engagement for the entire relationship. Um, there's a lot of paperwork involved with, with onboarding a client, but I think it's also really important to have sort of a, a document that, that lays out kind of a mutual understanding of how we're going to approach investing. So clients need to know from advisors that, yeah, you're going to see things on TV, you're going to read about things. I'm sure you've got a guy that's going to call you and say, I got a sure thing. Definitely, definitely going to pay off big. Um, but as an advisor, I think it's important to, to point out from the outset that you're, you're in this for the long haul. It's, it's the advisor's job to see from the top of the, you know, the top of the perch, forest from the trees. All of those analogies are, are certainly in play here. But uh, so having said that, I don't think advisors really have much of an obligation whatsoever to entertain these one-off questions about fad stocks or, or any kind of individual security when, when it's really their job to, to professionally manage your well, wealth. I think with, there's the point, though. The point is, I think as an advisor, you need to get to the relationship level yes. where you can say, knock it off. Right. Right. This does not fit into our investment thesis. This is a long-term play here. Do not get caught up in that. But I do think there is a really good concept that we had talked about a while back around this play money concept. Yes. Around like, so as an advisor, how can you kind of scratch that itch for these clients? Yeah, these are not, not mutually exclusive things whatsoever. There's nothing that says you can't have uh, a long-term financial plan with longer-term goals. But as a hobby, uh, p- play in the market. Um, and I think what an advisor can, can really do is, is help you identify what's a responsible amount of money to dedicate to this hobby. Uh, not necessarily how to deploy that money, uh, because that's, again, not necessarily the advisor's responsibility, but to, to give you a, a sense of kind of what your guardrails are for, uh, for making these investments. And then if they go up, great. Now your hobby just became a little bit bigger. If not, maybe you got to make a decision whether to continue that hobby or save up to start another hobby. So um, I think that's a, that's a really good conversation as well. And you mentioned investment thesis. That's, a, that's another great question that advisors can ask clients, because uh, when, when clients come with, with something they read on, on Reddit or uh, or wherever, if an advisor asks, what's your thesis on this? Uh, a lot of clients aren't going to be able to answer that uh, and say, well, thesis, like I read, I read about it on Reddit, like everybody's, everybody's doing it. So um, it's a great way to kind of remind your clients sort of the, the disciplined approach that you take to analyzing investments, looking at alternatives, looking at the macro level as opposed to what happened over the last week or what's going to happen next week. So, um, so all really good questions. But again, 
you can prevent a lot of these difficult conversations or awkward conversations if you do a good job outlining that at the outset of the relationship. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, Tom. Right. So I'm a long-term investor. That's my mindset. I don't. I, I'm kind of risk-averse, believe it or not. For for as much as I spend money on dumb things, mm -hmm. I'm a risk-averse type of investor. But I'm not gonna lie. Like the, it's fo tempting. the FOMO I had. Yes. Watching some of these guys make you know stupid money overnight, like. I, it was very hard for me, and like mm -hmm. I, and I would go to Fin Twitter, you know, Twitter, you know, the, that kind of advisor population on Twitter, and you know, even like guys like Antonelli, who we both love dearly, mm -hmm. you know, even he said, "I'm kind of having FOMO," and yeah. he's like the penultimate, right, long-term pragmatic investor, mm -hmm. right. So, like, how, how do you manage that though? How do you manage? Okay, investing aside. Investment thesis aside, how do you manage like maybe the communication approach you should be taking to that FOMO kind of uh, client? How do you manage that whole process? Well, well, FOMO is an emotion at like at, at its core, right? So I think tying that to to your investment thesis. So your investment thesis is an, is an emotion, or if your clients are, are are having emotional triggers that feel like they feel like they want to get involved in this, or they're or they're missing out on something. I think that's exactly. The lesson that I think a lot of people probably learned or a lot of people will uh, find value in learning is that those are not the type of things that professional investors look at when they're when they're making that type yeah. of decision. So yeah, well, I, I, here's a point. And as an advisor, I think we need to do this more to even at the beginning of the onset of a relationship, remind them that I'm more of a behavioral coach. Right. Right. Like, yes, I'll put your investments in the proper places. I'll create a plan with goals for you. I will lay that all out for you, right? But I cannot make you do certain things. Right. I cannot control your FOMO. I cannot make sure you're saving in the 529. I cannot. There's certain things I cannot do. Dietitian. Yep. Dietitian. But yeah, exactly. But it's it's that it's that that behavioral coaching concept, and you need to lay that out up front. Yep. Because when you do that, people start to be like, okay, I should call him, right, or her. And you know, there's those lame commercials where the financial advisor is invited to the wedding. Yeah. But as lame as those are, right, the concept there is you become part of the life of right. your clients, which means managing behaviors, managing, you know, just talking with them at any given time, right? And obviously with all forms of communication, it's just being there, being present, right? Yeah. Being present. I think client communication is really big on this too. A lot of advisors do some form of newsletter or something like that, but uh, just, be, just because you're not recommending a given strategy or you're not getting involved in a lot of these fads, it doesn't mean that you can't uh, address those in your communications to your clients. Say, here's why we didn't do this, or here's why this is not such a such a great idea, or here's why you're not going to see this pop up in your portfolio. And then a lot of people aren't going to ask their advisors. There's only a small part of the population that's going to go to their advisor and ask about this. But a lot of people are wondering about it. We're all seeing about it, reading about it. So if you can proactively kind of get in front of those things, because there's, like you said, there's GameStop is, is far from the end of this. So be able to get in front of that and kind of educate people that weren't even involved in the FOMO aspect of this, I think is huge for the I long term as well. I think that's a very well. good point. And it, it's, it's, it's even defining terms. Right. Because like, if you can start to define terms or someone and kind of explain to them, like, hey, this looks great, like this flash in the pan looks great, but if you start defining terms, people start to realize, okay, yep. this is not where I belong. And fast money is is not the kind of money that we're in this business to make. Right. Right? We're just not. You know, and I always love... My, I, 
I'll end with this. I love those hunch phone calls. I got this. Yep. Guy on the inside. Sure thing. Who said Amazon's going to buy UPS. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so if that's true, are you the first person to know that? Or (laughs) is the stock already Mm -hmm. priced accordingly? And then, so you need to remind those people. But that is something that I think advisors need to manage, right? And kind of really tighten up that process because this is going to happen and it's going to happen more frequently. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen more frequently. And I think in future episodes, we're going to address another elf in the room, which is alternative investments, yes. right? Not just cryptocurrencies, but anything else from Head, headliner type things, right? right? Any, exactly, art, right? Mm-hmm. Or Jordans, right? Like I think there's going to be a shift that advisors need to prepare for around this type of stuff: meme stocks, alternative investments, and that's why it's so important that as advisors we get together and we get together. And we meet on an annual or by, you know, a ba- a frequently to work together to kind of share ideas and concepts and learn about best practices. So when we get back, I'm really excited about this topic because I have, you know, I, I told Brian McLaughlin Redtail that I will eat off the floor of LaGuardia yeah. the moment I can fly again. It's much cleaner now. Much, <laughs> it's much cleaner. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the excitement around the potential for in-person fintech and advisor conferences in the back half of 2021. Super exciting for us yes. both, right? We're road warriors by heart, but we need to get back together. We need to talk about alternative assets. We need to talk about all that fun stuff. So with that being said, when we get back from the break, we'll talk fintech conferences coming up in 2021. So, Tony, we've now reached a point where it's actually been a full year, a full calendar year since we've been to our last fintech conference, which for me, I believe, was Wellstack. I don't know what yours was, but that actually makes it even more exciting to be talking about our next topic here, which is the potential for in-person fintech conferences in the back half of 2021. So uh, let's tell the viewers a little bit about what to expect, who's announced already, uh, our thoughts on that, and then really just kind of spread, spread the word and, and share the excitement about p- the potential of being on the road again. Yeah, I think, you know, in the spirit of the Planning Desk podcast and our mission, it's really to help those advisors do better with their practice, right? Practice yep. management, but also just understanding the industry and what's going to happen. And so, yeah, super excited. Uh, they, you know, we work for Naval Plan, right? It's a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a poorly kept secret on this podcast. But so we have all of the prospectuses from the upcoming events. Right. And actually, we have probably more between six and 10, you know, that are trying to objectively have in-persons in the back half of 2021. Yep. But there are four that have so far kind of ver- verbalized or said, hey, something's coming. And I think it's, well, it's exciting, yeah. right? The idea of it's very exciting because there's nothing better than that concept of mindshare and thought leadership and kind of trying to drive your practice forward through these events. And just quite frankly, the networking. Right. So what do we got on the, what do we got here? We got Carson Excel. Yep. Um, no dates. We have, I think we might have dates, but the, mu- the market doesn't have dates. We have T3. Yep. We have Orion. Uh, they're Ascent. And then we have Fearless Invest. And that's from, it's of a course. great start. Yeah, great guys at Risk Alive. So, f- wow. Four yeah. powerhouse events. Which one are you most excited for, Tom? Well, I'm going to say, I think just because uh, my, my first fintech conference ever was T3. My first time uh, the subsequent to that presenting was at T3. Um, at, at, at standing room only. That's right. So, um so that's that's always going to have a soft spot for me at Vegas. You know who doesn't love Vegas? Um, but I, I mean, all of them are a blast for for a lot of different reasons. Uh, tough choice though. You you gotta you gotta pick. <laughs> I, I, 
Okay. So, so be careful now. I you know I I don't want to upset Ron or Aaron or Joel or Eric. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but T three is you know he published the dates. Joel published the dates. I think it's the end of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a, yeah September twenty seventh to October first. It's gonna be in Dallas again. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, yeah, what happened there again? I don't. I there was there was a rumor that I that. Vanilla Ice himself showed up, and he did. And it was actually, we blew the roof off a bowling alley. Right. But, I mean, so with T3, the, the, he has a very clear objective. Yep. Joel Bruckenstein does. He says, I'm going to be the reveal party for all tech. Mm-hmm. If you want technology, if you want to show your roadmap or enhancement or new software, you got to go to T3. Yep. You know, so that's really the purpose of T3. But I, quite frankly, am excited, I have to admit, Jamie Hopkins is going to love hearing this. I'm excited for Carson Excel. Yeah. You know, um, it's going to be, you know, they what they do with Carson Excel is they take the energy level up 10 times, mm-hmm. right? They are just, you are going in there, you're super excited. You know, Jamie's going to run a great show. It's going to be a massive event. Ron's, of course, you know, Ron and his team, it's going to be just so fantastic. Yep. You know, and, and so I'm excited about that one and, you know, Full disclosure, it's at the Cosmopolitan in <laughs> Vegas, you know, my favorite spot in Vegas. If I were to have one, you know, I have kids and everything. And then, you know, you have Kelly um, doing the Orion Conference Ascent um, sometime in the fall as well. They're committed to that one. Yep. That's going to be like your all, you know, like your all-encompassing yep. conference, really just practice management, technology. It's really going to be one of those, you know, major shows for that diversity of information. And then finally... You know, Aaron Klein in Fearless Investing is another one which would be very exciting, right? Because he's got that hype effect to him. He brings in these really awesome speakers. Um, and, you know, he's just trying to change the way people interact. And I think one of the most exciting parts about Fearless for me is that, you know, he, he's, you know, one of their goals is to kind of demonstrate use cases around the technology platform yep. that they offer and how you can be better at your practice, right? So those are the four big ones that have announced and they're all going to be exciting. They're all going to be bunched up in Q3. We're going to hopefully go to all of them. It's so exciting. And, and, and quite frankly, I think it's something to look for. And you know, the cool part about fearless that I wanted to bring up, they have the quote unquote best refund policy <laughs> for 2021. Like literally like you pay now, if you don't feel comfortable at the last minute or whatever, I mean, read the details on their website, but it's pretty much, you can get your money yeah. back. So thinking of those four, right? We talked about Excel practice management, T3 technology, Orion kind of holistic, you know, fearless kind of use case style. You know, what what should advisor do planning for conferences at the conference and kind of takeaway? Yeah, well, we, we talked about in the last segment kind of the advisor being the, the long-term coach, right, or setting long-term goals. And I think when you look at a given conference season, uh, granted, you, you in other years you had a lot more choices, but even in a, in a uh, truncated year like this, uh, it's important to have goals and look at all of the conferences that are going to be uh, that are going to be out there. Uh, not only just where they are, but uh, but what you want to get out of them, and you got to understand what you want to get out of them before you go in. The ROI is not going to come to you. So there's great networking opportunities for sure. Great content, great presentations, great breakout sessions, great keynote keynote sessions. But it's important to understand what you want to get out of it so that you can justify the expense, justify taking time away from your practice to kind of work on your own practice and learn more about whether it's given topics in the industry, practice management, all of those great things are covered at most of these conferences. So uh, if, you know, when we, when we see people with, with mediocre reviews of conferences, it's, it's, it seems like it's mostly because they didn't have an objective going in and they kind of expected everything to find them, right? 
Right, and it's not just about CE credits. Right. right. In the business versus on the business. That's right. That's that's one of those corporate platitudes, but it's so applicable. It's like, just take time out. Right. Time out. Stop. You know, and if CE credits are your objective, you know, there's a lot of conferences that offer that. But if technology and kind of attracting the next generation of advisors to your practice, you know, you want to look at technology. If it is just practice management, I mean, I I got in trouble for saying this at a vid, on a video. I think it was Investment News, and I I didn't get in trouble, but I was. A few advisors said, hey, Tony. But I said, advisors aren't, they're not necessarily good at running their business. Oh, yeah. They're good at running advice. So, like, you need to, you know, when you look at Carson, what they're doing with their coaching program, you need, you, sometimes you need a coach. Yeah. You need to be told how to run your front office, your back office, because that's just going to help you be better. So, garbage in, garbage out. That's what we say about events. Yep. It's really about how can you maximize the value of an event, you know, and take some time for yourself. Right. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, one night, if you're in Arizona or Florida, just taking some time for yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the spirit of these events, too, is really maximizing that time, getting back to the office. And I did, I, I remember you talking about, and I like this concept, too, is looking at the event schedule, mm-hmm. and picking one, two, or three events that are really going to suit your needs or what, you know, when you, you know, we talked about this. I just wrote an article, and I think it was Think Advisor on planning your business for yep. 2021. That's part of it. Like, you should create goals for your business. You should create goals for yourself. Yep. Like, what is your strategy? And then look at the events to say, my goal this year is to enhance my tech stack. My goal this year is to be a better business owner. Right. Right? And then you look at the events to help you meet those needs. So that's the exciting part about fintech events. And hopefully, we see a bit more. But I do think, you know, just to end the topic, I think with advisors and taking everything away, what, we, what I think is, I, I feel comfortable saying this. Everyone's going to try very hard to manage these events as best as possible right. to make it safe and comfortable for advisors. So that's our goal, and I think that's what you're going to see at all of these events. You know, But make sure you look at those refund policies. Make sure you look at travel and restrictions because that will be so important. But, yeah, the big takeaway is there, right? Events and what kind of, what kind of goals you have set for them. It's planning your year, planning your schedule, planning your budget. And quite frankly, garbage in, garbage out. You know, yep. it's it's your mindset going in is what you're going to take out of these conferences. So super excited. I cannot wait to spend way too much money on a cocktail at the airport. Already planning his outfits, I'm sure, I for cannot, the first. Uh, I, I don't know if I can tie a tie. Yeah, I, I wondered about that, too, the other day, actually. I, I mean, but I have purple. How many purple clip-on ties? <laughs> you know what? The ascot thing might actually happen this year for me. I've been, I've been challenged on that before, but purple, as, uh, purple ascot. So, Tony, we managed to make it to the end of uh, episode one here, which, frankly, I didn't know uh, if that would ever happen. So, how, how do you how do you end a podcast? I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> well, first of all, I was concerned about our artistic differences. Yeah, I thought we'd never even get episode one published. Um, I almost regretted getting pushing out that teaser. But yeah, what do you do at the end of a podcast? What do you see? You say smash the like button. Is that what is that what the hip kids say? Yeah. Smash and subscribe. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. Smash and subscribe. Follow us all on Twitter. Uh, we have a planning desk handle on Twitter. You got a uh, Twitter handle. I do as well. Follow us there. Tweet us some questions. You know, who you, who do you want to see? Yep. Right? Who do you want to, you know, we have some great speakers lined up. We have, you know, I can't wait for these technology yeah. showcase segments. I think everyone's going to like what we're thinking about doing here. But if you want to know about a certain technology, as long as it's not a competitor to Navaplan, we'd probably have them on. Well, right. I mean, maybe. You never know. 
Um, but yeah, definitely have some speakers and stuff. So follow us there, bring out some questions. We're super excited for this year. We think it'll be fun. Hopefully it's worthwhile. Thank you all for joining us on the first episode of many on the planning desk podcast. Planning desk out. See you next time. Planning desk out. See you next time. Peace. Yeah.